0: Hello Yoga Hackers, I'm Brett Larkin, and welcome to the Yoga Hacks Podcast, where we make yoga so much more than something you just do on a mat. We are using yoga to optimize your whole life so you can live your best life. And I'm really excited about today's podcast topic, which came into me through, I think, through Twitter, actually. I was about to say through our private Facebook group, because that's where most of the gold is. And guys, if you're not a member of my private Facebook group, it's Yoga Hacks Community, yoga, H-A-C-K-S, community.com. That is the link that will redirect you to the Facebook page where I can approve you to be a member. And you can hang out with all the other yoga hackers who are making their life better through yoga. It is the most incredible group. But this question actually came through Twitter and then it got moved over to email. And guys, if you're not on my email list, you want to make sure to sign up for that at brettlarkin.com because really email is the number one way that I communicate besides the private Facebook group about everything that's going on in our community. Great deals, great savings, trips, um, stuff I'm planning. So make sure that we're connected by email. But yes, this question came in via Twitter and it is basically kind of mind blowing. It was from someone and she was asking me about how she could find more joy in her yoga practice. How does she find joy? And she was saying she wasn't feeling joy in her yoga practice. And it was really hard because we were having this conversation on Twitter and Yoga with Adrian on YouTube was like chiming in too. And you know, Twitter's great for so many things, but it really is not great for having a conversation like this, which is so deep. And we're really talking about joy and our yoga practice on a really deep soul level. So I was really thrilled when the same person reached out to me through email after I sent an email um, out and really clarified for me what she meant. So what we're talking about here is that she gave me the example of how she really feels this state of joy when she's for example riding horses which made me feel even more connected to this person because I love horseback riding too and I've done it since I was a child. So the state of sort of joy or euphoria and she said she enjoyed her yoga practice but she wasn't getting this feeling of like real joy from it. On Twitter I had given her the analogy that for me yoga is sort of like brushing my teeth. It's like something I do every day to just like a basic body maintenance to balance me out and feel good. And she said, you know, I practice daily and I feel better for having done it for sure. But she was saying she doesn't necessarily feel joy. She doesn't feel the joy she feels when she rides horses and the connection she feels or the joy she feels when she swims from like the sensation of moving in the water. Um, she says she enjoys yoga, but not in that same profound way. Um, And if someone had told her she'd have to give up yoga forever, <gasps> terrible thought, she said she didn't think she'd be as heartbroken as she would if someone said she could never read, write, or swim again. So what an interesting philosophical question. And if you're like me, I'm sure your mind is spinning right now, kind of thinking about how just deep this topic is and how does joy fit into the yoga practice and is the purpose of yoga to be joyful. And I'm going to dive into that in this episode. So at times like this, I always like to go back to the yoga sutras. And those of you who don't know the yoga sutras, they are the philosophical kind of guidebook of yoga that has been around for thousands and thousands and Thousands of years. And it can be a little hard to read all of the Yoga Sutras. They are, Sutras means thread. So they are written in, um, there's four Padas, I believe, books, and they're little kind of like phrases in each book. And each phrase is sort of like a thread, each guideline, each guiding principle. And there is a translation of the sutras I really like. And you can check that out in a YouTube video I have called My Favorite Yoga Books. And I'll also put the translation I really like in the show notes um, below and around this podcast, wherever you're listening to it. But I think in these kind of moments when we're thinking about stuff this deep it's really important to go back to the text it's important to go back to the origin of yoga and the definition of yoga according to the yoga sutras and this is actually the first sutra in the whole very huge book of them the first sutra is it defines yoga and it says yoga is a comfortable steady seat You might have heard variations, because obviously this was written in Sanskrit, so different translators translate these things slightly differently. But the overarching concept is that yoga is a comfortable, steady seat, meaning that yoga is a place of equanimity. Yoga is a balance of your sun and moon qualities. In fact, hatha yoga, hatha means sun and moon. It's literally bringing the two sides of your body, your personality, your masculine and feminine into balance. And I, in my philosophy that I was taught in school when I studied yoga teacher training and um, did my whole program was taking it a step further that yoga really is a science. It's a tool to bring the body into balance. So when we look at the definition of yoga sort of being this place of equanimity where we quiet the brain waves from which we can attain enlightenment, right? Because that's what the Yoga Sutras are about right? There's the, the first book that sort of defines yoga. And then I think the second book is the yamas and the niyamas that you, that you may have heard of if you're a yoga teacher or you've studied some yoga philosophy. It's kind of like the do's and don'ts, right, of, of what's yogic. Um, but all of this is about how to quiet down the mind. And the physical asana practice, according to the yoga sutras, is just a tool. It's just a thing we can do so we can meditate and then achieve enlightenment. And the last book in the yoga sutras is all about that really, achieving enlightenment. So, looking at it through this lens, to me, achieving enlightenment is about really clearing our mind of any thought chatter, seeing ourselves as connected with the universal, and I think there is an implication that you might feel joyful or blissful in that state. However, it's very clearly written throughout the book that, you know, this is the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate aim of yoga that most people may not ever reach samadhi. It's called enlightenment, right? For most of us, it's just a practice that we're doing to get through our daily life with more grace, with more ease. Taking this viewpoint, to me, the end goal of yoga is not really about feeling joy i mean even if you see it as feeling enlightened to me that enlightenment that the yoga sutras is talking about is really more this sensation of feeling at one with the universe feeling like almost detached from the physical body um the the thoughts the vritti the mind chatter that exists and about really connecting to universal consciousness and source in a way that you sort of transcend almost the physical plane and where you are right now. And I don't think that's a goal for most of us in the modern world, right? There's so many other ways that we can feel joy, whether it's swimming or running or for some of us doing yoga. But I think what the sutras help clarify when we go back to those definitions is that like the point of yoga isn't to feel joy or to feel really good in your body, you might, find that as a side effect. And I certainly have felt pretty joyful in Shavasana at certain moments, but it's not the joy and kind of ecstasy I have when I'm on a horse that's galloping through a field where it's just like (gasps) so exciting and sort of that euphoria feeling. In Shavasana, what I feel is a sense of extreme calm that comes from being incredibly balanced knowing that my energy is very balanced and that my brain, my mind chatter has really quieted down so I'm more connected with my authentic self. For me, the aim of yoga is not so much going after joy. For me, the aim of yoga is about connecting to my authentic self, balancing my sun and moon qualities, really using the practice as a tool to come into balance so I can show up as my best self throughout the day, and that means when I'm showing up as my best self throughout the day, I'm probably way more predispositioned to feel joy, right? I notice the mo- the mornings that I do my yoga practice, I might be more keen than on a-, on a morning that I maybe skipped it or rushed through it to sort of like sit in the sunshine with my tea and croissant. Don't eat croissants, guys, but, you know, and like soak up the sunshine. And I'm just a little more present, so I think I have a predisposition to feel joy in everyday moments when I do my yoga practice. That doesn't mean that my yoga practice is necessarily something that I do to feel joy or that that really should even be the aim. And that's why I really do want to stick with the first analogy I gave about, you know, yoga sort of like, an, like brushing your teeth or something that you just do every day to take care of yourself. Because I think when you do do it, Just like if you brush your teeth, you're probably not going to have cavities and have all your teeth rot out. you also probably just going to feel better, right? Don't you feel cleaner and happier after you brush your teeth? Same with your yoga practice. It's not there to invoke a state of euphoria. I think it's not really fair of us to ask that of this practice. I think it's really about setting us up so that we can have the best day possible, connected to our authentic self, and that when we're in that place, joy pops up more often. Joy is there and available for us more often because we're centered, we're grounded, we're not listening to all the crazy mind-chatter thoughts in our head, and we're just more able to appreciate the present moment. So I very much agree with the person who wrote in about all of this, and I wanna really thank her for thinking about this so deeply and bringing it up to the community because I think this is a really interesting topic, especially for some of those of you who might be feeling frustrated. Like, you know, like my practice isn't giving me like the same high or amazing feeling I feel after running or, you know, my my practice doesn't feel as good as when I take like a swim or take a warm bath or, you know, something like that. And I would just encourage you to realize like that's not really the point, right? The practice is... A, a tool set for us, just like your, your toothbrush and all these other things you have in your life, it is really benefiting you probably far way more than you realize by kind of c- being able to connect with yourself that way. And I do think there are moments of joy to be found in the yoga practice. Like, have you ever been in a pose that just like feels super good or you like land in Shavasana certain days and you just feel amazing? Like I remember when I used to do Bikram hot yoga I'm not a fan of Bikram hot yoga anymore, but I still go occasionally just to feel that incredible high you feel in Shavasana after Bikram yoga because it is way more intense and way more amazing than just sort of regular non-heated yoga. And the class is so hard too that you're really just kind of in that joyful state. And I think a lot of this also has to do with just how connected are you to your body, because for some of us, if we're still especially new in the practice, you know, connecting with our body might not feel and by connecting with your body. I mean, like feeling the physical stretches might feel like not that fun. But I know for someone like me or maybe if you've been practicing a long time, just getting in your body physically like that by moving through asanas feels amazing. And there is an element of joy in that and just like moving and stretching the muscles And that that's really rewarding. Now, could you get that same thing through Pilates? I don't know. I think there's something really special about yoga and linking breath and movement in the way that yoga does. But I do agree that it's not the joy, right, that you feel um, when you do some of these other activities that uh, this woman mentioned, riding horses or, or whatnot. But again, I don't think that's the point of yoga. Like the point of yoga isn't to feel joyful. The point of yoga is to bring us into balance and help us really connect with our authentic self so we can feel more joy and trigger more joy in others, right? Through having a really centered, balanced body and mind. So I would love to hear your guys' opinions on this topic. So leave a comment below this podcast, or if you're listening to it on SoundCloud or iTunes or somewhere, jump on over to the private Facebook group. Once again, it's Yoga Hacks Community, yoga, H-A-C-K-S, community.com. And let me know, Like, do you think you feel joy through your yoga practice? Or do you think, like me, yoga is more like a tool that sort of just benefits your whole life, sort of more like a body maintenance thing and you're not really asking it to like make you feel joyful. It's more just like part of how you take care of yourself, body, mind, and spirit. Whatever your opinions are, I'd really like to make this a group discussion, open it up to the group because I think there's just a lot of interesting gold nuggets in here for... A helping us stay motivated to do our practice, but B, maybe noticing on maybe a more subtle level, like how yoga may be benefiting you in ways you don't realize. For example, in the case of like getting out to go ride horses, if I'm super heads down in my work and not doing my yoga practice, like it would never occur to me to take a walk outside. But if I do my yoga practice, I suddenly feel like, hey, I need some balance. I need to stretch. I feel like in a more centered place. I want to get out in nature. And then I go for a walk or I go horseback riding and I feel immense joy, which wouldn't have happened without me doing my practice first. So it's sort of a, it's like a secondhand benefit. Um, and do you guys agree with that or not? I would love to hear from you in the Facebook group or the comments below. Thank you, as always, so much for listening. If you enjoy these podcasts and YouTube videos, the biggest thing you can do to support me and my channel is to head over to my website, brettlarkin.com. Make sure you're subscribed to my emails and check out a lot of the great offerings I have on my site, from downloadable classes to special courses for beginners and teachers, my Always Be Stretching course in which I ship you my five favorite yoga props. And think about investing in some of any of these things honestly is just a way to get more connected with yourself your body and to really help and support free yoga online i'm wishing you guys the most amazing day and so much love as always from my heart to yours namaste